This is Chase, Dean, and Brody, and you're listening to Doss and Toss. He impetuously slams on the boot. Justify yourselves. Who's gonna thread the needle between the two? Yeah, we love what you say. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Who's your favorite player? Harry Shizor, Gorus. Oh, nice. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. Here we. <laughs> Go! What are you doing? <laughs> uh, welcome to Dust and Task Season 3, Episode 13. 13! Yes, we got to 13 episodes. It's, uh, you know, every week we get a high number and I'm thinking, wow, you know, we're really, you know, keep it a consistency. It's good, really good to see. The panel, however, is not that consistent given we are missing our key panelist, Brody, again. Now... I will say, like, it's not really Brody's fault. Like, it did have an exam today. I think he's actually doing an exam as we speak. So, Brody, hope you're doing well. But we've got it, the fill-in, Zach Alter. Dean, thoughts on uh, Zachy going on? Yeah, just before Zach comes on, uh, I miss Brody. Really? <laughs> Said no one ever. No. No, no, no. I, I do miss him. I miss... He brings a sense of calmness to the pod. It's always very yeah. chilled, very and relaxed. And confusion. <laughs> Jack, why do you look so red? No, I think he, 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 cops of, he cops it, Brody, for the pod, but I, I like his presence. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, do I do miss him. And I do. Good luck to him. He's doing his microeconomics, whatever. Exam. Exam now, and yeah, I hope he's going well. And Yeah, but yeah, I will get to Zach. Zachy, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Good to be back for mid-season predictions. Yeah, well, p- reviewing the predictions, so... For our listeners who listen to Dust and Toss Plus, they'll be very familiar with your voice. However, <laughs> you haven't really been on the main episode for since the very first episode where, where you also had to fill in for Brody. But we've, uh, we've got another fill-in and the positioning of this fill-in is something that is something to note. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see this, but I'm sure when there's a reel out, you'll see Kai... Welcome back to the pod, but more importantly, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Um, no, thanks for having me back on. I'd like to think I'm uh, I'm a bit more than a fill-in, but um, no, what is up is is me. Um, yeah, you are up. For those that um, aren't going to see any reels or videos, I am standing up today. Um, unfortunately, I can't join uh, Chase, Dean and Zach on the couch as I have damaged one of the nerves in my lower back connecting uh, to my groin and... I don't know. Is a pinched nerve that funny? I don't think it's that funny. The, the altars here, uh, they're, they're dying. The they're um, yeah, so I can't really sit. So I've got to stand today. Um, but nonetheless, looking forward to the, uh, the next hour. It's a really weird dynamic. I've got to check my shoulder each time to, to see to see your, your lovely <laughs> face. But yeah, uh, Dean, we, you know, we love Kai. We love having him on. I think he you know, gives a great point of view. Maybe a little bit more knowledgeable than Brody per se, but... Nonetheless, we got a, a big pod, and, and what a round it was. I mean, there were some really, really big games. Tex kicking 10 in his 250th. Uh, Port Adelaide with 10 wins in a row. The Ds finally, finally win on King's birthday, and that's where I'm going to start. Dean, you were there, and you've been to a few Melbourne mm. games this year. We're interesting. What were your thoughts on the Ds? Yeah, third Melbourne game, courtesy of Kai. Once again, I'm going to a massive game. Due to Kai's absence, Kai, do you want to take us? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> it was it was actually three weeks ago the uh, the on sale for the uh, Queen's birth or King's birthday, shall I say? And I uh, thought, you know, I'm going to go to this game, big game of footy. Um, I bought myself two tickets. Didn't have a second person to go to. Thankfully, Dean said, yep, I'm in, let's go. So we had a date for two and I had to pull out last minute because I couldn't walk. Um, so in, stepped in, the man, the myth, the legend, Jacob Spilkin, and them two had a great day at the office. Yeah, massive in. Big in. Enjoyed it with Jacob. Yeah. And thoughts on the game? Good company. Yeah, and thoughts on the game. Great game. Big win for Melbourne. I thought the implications were huge if they lost, as we yeah. mentioned last week. Not as... Many implications for Collingwood to lose. I thought, and we disagreed on this, that Collingwood, I thought they should be confident with the loss in that they only lost by four and they didn't play anywhere near their best. Yeah, so I I thought that wasn't a great call. Like, yeah, you can look at the scoreboard, but the scoreboard absolutely flattered Collingwood. You know, I'm not being biased, but Melbourne had the game on their terms all game. They kicked 8-18 and it's not like, you know, they were taking shots on the boundary. There was a, you know... Routine set shots that they should have nailed. Like Frisch kicked three goals, three usually kicks, you know, one or two points max a, a game. 
you know, Joel Smith was missing, easy set shots, Cozzy. So, I, yeah, I don't think Collingwood should be too upset. I mean, they're 11-2, and two, top of the table, cannot complain going into the bye. But I think Melbourne exposed some some flaws. And they didn't have to go, they didn't have side bottom. But I think we saw, you know, a way to stop Collingwood. If you block, block up the middle and, and, and cause turnover there and get them on the rebound, you know, they're vulnerable. And they always will be because they, they have such attacking halfbacks and Dacos and Noble. There's always going to be gaps on the on the transition. So that was my opinion. And, yeah, uh, as I've been saying to you, Dean, all year as a Melbourne fan, I've been waiting for this game. And mm. it was it was really something. My, my favorite moment of the game was and we're up by about three goals in the last quarter. And I sent the Melbourne members and we all got up and just waved the Collingwood fans goodbye as they were walking off. And I just stood up and I just, like, smiled and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for all year. And like, it was such a good feeling because Collingwood fans, you know, they've been, I, I, I can't believe Collingwood fans knowing their team comes mm. back routinely leave with five minutes to go. Yeah. Mm. It baffles me. It just, sh- it, I mean, yeah, obviously Collingwood were always going to come back, you know, as they did, but it just showed like how dominant Melbourne were usually in the last quarter Collingwood, you know, tend to run over teams, but Melbourne controlled that last quarter really throughout until the, Last minute when Marchek and Dacos quick the, kicked those two quick goals. But Jack Varney, what an absolute freight train. He's just an animal and turning out to be a really, really big game player. As we've known, you know, in the in the finals of 2018, he was huge. But that's two medals. He got the Anzac Day Eve medal as well and the Neil Danaher trophy. So you, you bring Clary back and that midfield starting to shape up really nicely again, which it really should have all season. Zachy? Look, um, personally, I was watching the game at home. And I actually called Collingwood coming back. I said, look, they're Collingwood. Give them three more minutes. And I reckon they've got it in them. Time was not their friend in the end. And I think they personally ran out of time. I say give them two more minutes and they could have had it. Yeah, well, I mean, you give them two minutes. Yeah, they, they probably would have kicked the goal, given their momentum. But, yeah, it was just unbelievable. That final sound goes absolute euphoria. But I wanted to talk about Hawks. We've got three Hawks fans in the house. And the win against Brisbane at the G. Brisbane can't play at the G, but it's more really about Hawthorne, I think. So, Kai, what does that win mean for you? You know, going into the season, Hawthorne had pretty low expectations. And to beat a top four side, it must, it must mean a lot to you. Brisbane can't play the G. Well, I think they did in the semi-final last year. Anyone would have beaten Melbourne in the semi-final last year. We could not play second half. Clayton Oliver, broken hand. Christian Petrarca, broken leg. Max Gorn, Bailey Fritch injured as well. Kai? It was huge. It was huge. I think it. yourself, Kane Corns, both beginning of the year said, you know, Hawks, bottom four, bottom of the ladder. And I think it's massive. I think the criticism of getting rid of Tom Mitchell, getting rid of Jago O'Meara, Jack Gunson, all those players... They copped a lot of a lot of criticism, and I think these young guys are flourishing. Giant Newcomb was unbelievable on the weekend. Um, he's just a contested beast. Everyone is playing with such confidence. You've got young guys: Josh Weddle, Seamus Mitchell, Connor McDonald, Cam McKenzie. I just think those this older goes on. I just feel like those older guys leaving really provides an opportunity for the young guys to come through and just have a, have a real good crack. And I think it's just. The confidence that is instilled within the group now is massive and you can just tell like they're willing to take the game on. The chain of handballs through the middle of the ground, they're attacking, they're aggressive and everyone's up and about. I think it's really, really impressive and I just think the win against Brisbane gives them so much confidence to go out and win their next eight games. I mean, I'm telling you, listen, this is Hawthorne's run in the next two months. They play, they have a bye then they play Gold Coast, then they play GWS, then they play North Melbourne, then they play St Kilda, Richmond, Carlton. So that's the bottom teams. Um, And I I give them every chance to win all of those games if they play the way they're playing. I think the game on the weekend against Brisbane is one of those games where you look back at during the rebuild and see that as a statement game, a turning point where multiple players had breakout games, where the team really all came together. A lot of times we've had Will Day, Newcomb, Nash. They've all shown their separate bits, but this game they all came together. Connor McDonald especially, someone who played the full season last year, to which many commentators and media did not know, saying rising star this week. Well, he played all 20 games last year. Just, yeah, get your facts straight. 
and it just all came together and you likened it to Melbourne's win against Hawthorne in 2016. Yeah, in 2016, yeah. Yeah, and it was just great to be at a win, first time since last year, Easter Monday. And yeah, just really enjoyed it. Forgot what winning in footy can do for yeah. you. It's uh, funny. How, yeah. oh, no, I just want to say how good it is to you know have the Hawthorne fans you know back up and about. You know, you, Dean, you've been quite not su- not suppressed in on podcasts, but you know you haven't had much to really mm. be passionate about. And you know, I, I I'm happy for you guys. You know, I'm happy for you that you've had this win. You know, these seasons at the bottom can be long. They can be hard and sad. And you've had this win that really gives you hope and and. As a te- as sporting a team when they're in a rebuild, that's all you're looking for is hope and exciting young players. So, you know, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, that's yeah, great. No, looking forward to it. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Zachy, any, anything in tad on the Hawks win? Yeah, I'm a massive Hawks, like, pusher-upper. Pusher-upper, push sure. I don't Wait, know exactly that what mean? that means. I, but I claimed us top eight. I know that's ambitious. I know that's big. And I know that's probably not going to happen. But, like... Give us like two more years. Let the young guys get a little more run. And we've definitely got it in us. Give us two years to get back into the top eight. And we've got it for the next years after that. Okay. Okay. So we will go into our mid-season predictions review later because we do have Zachy in the house with us. So we're going to look at our our early season predictions soon. But Kai, you spoke about playing with confidence and the antithesis of that right now is the Colton Footy Club. And some pretty disturbing scenes, I guess, as a Colton fan at the end of the game as fans were throwing scarves at, at their players and it, it reminded me of uh, Melbourne 2013 round two against Essendon when we were doing the same to, to, to our players. And it's not a good look. It's the lowest of the low, as I told Adam, your fellow um, friend of the podcast and a Colton supporter. It's And I do feel bad. I do feel bad for the fans. But I just don't know where to go if you're Colton because when you look at teams of the past that have been really poor, like your Richmonds and your Melbournes and your St Kilda's, they didn't have this team. They didn't have this list. They didn't have Brownlow medalists. They didn't have all Australians all across the board. I, I'm lost. I don't know where Colton should go from here. I mean, do they go back to the draft? Probably. I mean, they're going to. They cannot, they're not going to trade because maybe they've overvalued their list, but I just think they're in a really tricky position. Back to the draft for like what for? Like obviously you're going to get a solid a solid young player, but I mean, you just you look at the guys they have in their team and you think, what's the need? Apart from the fact that they're at the bottom of the ladder or close to the bottom of the ladder, they're playing poor football. What's the need to go back to the drawing board and back to the draft when you have so many elite players all across the field? I feel I don't know if it's maybe we maybe we had too high of an expectation for them last year and maybe they exceeded their expectations and maybe this year they're playing back to where really they are but I, I mean I agree with you I I'm lost as well but I feel like each week it's just confidence down every week and I don't know I feel like they have the bye this week do they have the bye this week do they? They do, they do. Yeah. They have the bye this week. I think that's important for them to kind of just reset after the... No, they don't. They play Gold Coast on Sunday. The lower tier teams, obviously Hawthorne and Gold Coast, both playing with a lot of confidence. I think it will be a really good test to see really where Carlton are at. I mean, they've played kind of good teams, mid-tier teams. Now they're kind of playing against the lower tier teams that have a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, I've got no idea where to go from them. I don't think going to the draft is going to help them that dramatically because they've got so much talent. I think it's just a really big confidence thing yeah Yeah. I think that it's a coaching tactic that they're stuffing up I don't think that their back lines gelling that well I think they've tried to regroup with coaches they've got rid of Bolton Teague now we're on to Voss I think they should get rid of Voss and start again I think they need Voss wow be cool I don't know. I think something needs to change and it's not with their list because they've got their Coleman medalists they've got their Brownlow medalists they've got their like mid players showing up, just like where are they going? Yeah, I don't think they should get rid of Voss at least this year. I think Voss could be doing a better job because yeah, that he's got the tools. But again, bring it back to Melbourne. You know, they can draw a lot of comparisons with Carlton. Twenty twenty, Melbourne. You know, had a great list and we we came ninth, and everyone was pointing the fingers at Simon Goodman. And I don't actually think that your head coach. You have to be a good tactician, but. Nowadays, I think the head coach has to be 
more of a relationship coach, more of someone that, you know, you can believe in. And, you know, so, I don't think the Colton players look at Michael Voss and look at each other and say, we believe in, in this game plan. We believe in this culture, this style. So what do Colton need to do? One, they need to have a really big culture change. They need to start playing for the club, for the fans, okay? Because you've got your captain, Paddy Cripps, going out there and you've lost, what, four in a row going into Essendon's game and he dishes out that performance as your captain. And as a Brownlee medalist, even though I don't rate him as a Brownlee medalist, that is not good enough. So what do they need to do? Well, maybe they need to have a really, really big culture session because they need to look, they need to look internally at what they're valuing and, and how they're looking you know, what, what are their goals as, as a club? Because they don't have a winner's mentality. You know, you can have quality, but, you know, when push comes to shove, you've got to have players that are going to step up. So, are they going to... Maybe they need some better assistant coaches to help Voss. I don't know. I'm not really sure what the coaching staff looks like at Carlton, but there needs to be some cultural changes because talents, there's no question. They've got the talent. And if Weedering has a bad season this year where we he just had... You know, he's had two really good seasons and now he's having a poor season. Well, we know the caliber of play. He's a pick one and he's, he's, he's a good player for a reason. He could have been All-Australian. So that's a mental thing. That's There's no question on the talent that they have on, on the list. There's no question. It's a mental thing and it's a culture thing. So those, if, if I was, a, you know, involved in the Colton Footy Club, which I'm not, those are the things that I'm looking at to change. Well, you look at Collingwood and you look, they're doing a lot of things for their fans. I've seen... They've won fixture change to like Friday nights and more MCG games for the fans. You can see their social media is it's all about the fans. Colton needs to do that because their fans like they're not believing enough. Like, come on, Ted Lasso. <laughs> also, just on that, you've seen so many clubs really hit rock bottom and jump up like the following year. Like Collingwood finished near the bottom of the 17th. ladder. Yeah, and the next year they had a good year. When did they? What year did they finish? Yeah, they finished 17th and 21, and then they went 22, up to they prelim. made a prelim. Yeah. Right. So, um, Richmond, almost rock bottom, 26, 2016, 2017 won the premiership. So, Col- both Richmond and Collingwood, when they hit rock bottom, like you said, Chase, they went internal. Culture change. What are we going to do? What do we value? And I think, I think you're spot on there that Colton need to have a real good look at themselves, and it's not only their their playing style, but it's internally, the values. Who do they want to be? What are they doing it for that needs to change in order for them to get back up the ladder? Yeah, it's, I mean, we talk about it pretty much every week and yeah, Colton fans, there's not really much to, to hold on to at the moment, but as a Melbourne fan, you know, it will turn. It will turn, stick fat, and, you know, there'll be there'll be brighter days, but... Because we've got Zaki back on the pod, we're going to go through, like I said, our mid-season predictions. Sorry, I keep saying mid-season predictions. Our start of the season predictions. And there were some pretty interesting calls that we made before round one. We'll start with the Brownlow. So Dean and Zach, you guys went both went for Andrew Brayshaw. How's that going? Yeah, it's going all right. don't think he's the favourite or close to, but I think he's going to poll and should poll well. I think it's the wrong. We'll get more. Yeah, no, the cameras will be on him. He'll be having a good night, but like... Who the, cares <laughs> if he's having a good night? At the start of the season. He's having a good night. <laughs> He'll be enjoying himself. Yeah. <laughs> will he be enjoying himself round 23 votes? Maybe. Maybe. What votes? Round 23, when the, like the last round before... 24. Oh. Yeah, I, I still believe. Okay. I, I think it'll be Gil's will be. last... One last roll of the dice yeah. for Gil. I'm not all the dice yeah. for Gil. <laughs> <laughs> and I went for Bontempelli. Who's yeah, I had Bontempelli as well. I'm not on the Did sheet, you? but I had Bontempelli okay, as well. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I think that's... I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a decent shout. It's a pretty good shout. It, okay, let's, so let's say, who would we go for now? If you had to put money on someone, which obviously we don't... Yeah, d- Dacos. Condone. Uh, condone. Yeah, that's who? Condone. Oh. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Dean said Kerno. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I reckon Dacos. Dacos. I'm going Petrarca. Butters. Yeah, yeah butters. butters. Butters is a great shout too. Butters is a great shout too. I just don't know if you're going to poll early, but yeah, his last six weeks, he's a chance for like 17 votes or like 16 votes. Rising star. Zach <sighs> and Dean again in unison went for Cam McKenzie. I don't think he's got Yeah, hasn't been nominated. Not nominated. So. Not, a, not a bad player. He hasn't been no. bad. He, he'll great, be great a gun, mate. Yeah. Absolute in, in freak. the fourth quarter of our 
game against Brisbane, he had, I think, nine touches. Yeah, yeah, he it was high impact. 80% disposal efficiency. Yeah, and oh, I went with Mateus Filippo, who, not a bad shout, not a bad shout. He's got the nomination. Uh, I think, yeah, he's, he's a still a chance. He has a huge second half of the season as a chance, but probably not. Kai, did you know who you went for? I did. I who had, did you go for? I had Sheasel. Did you? I did. Why is that? Because I believe that he would win it. Yeah, and do you reckon he's, he's on track? I do think he's on track. Yeah. I so, if However, he, if George Wardlaw yeah. was... Playing from round one, I think he'd be the clear favourite. I yeah, still think, like, by round 24, I think George could still win it. His odds went from about $65 to $13. Did it? Yeah. Wow. In how many weeks? This week? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's 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 say from now, I'm going to go Sheasel. Yep. Yeah, I'll go Sheasel. Changing it, Kai? No. Not changing it. We're all Sheasels around the board. Okay, uh, first time, all Australian. Good from you, Zaki. Nick Dacos. Pretty good call. I don't know. I think it's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a gun. Yeah. Can't believe it's only his second season. Mm. It's experience. Yeah, I've gone Baz. I think You went Baz. Yeah, I went Baz. The thing is, we did try to go a bit left field, but not picking just the favourites. Like, when you talk about... Maybe Brayshaw was one of the outright favourites, but yeah. obviously for Rising Star, you could have just gone Ashcroft. Dacos was the obvious first time. Yeah. Yeah, we tried to, you know. Yeah. We didn't want to go too safe. And Baz, he won't make all Australian. And so it wasn't that good of a pick. Yeah. I went with Liam Baker, who's having a tidy season. He's dropped off the last couple of rounds. I still think he's, yeah, a really, really good player. But it's it's a hard spot, you know, when you probably got Sinclair in there. And mm, who are the other halfbacks? Dacos, of course, sorry. If you put Sheasel. Yeah, yeah, Sheasel, if, if you will. But, yeah, probably not going to happen. So, if I were to say now, I'd probably say Nick Martin's on track for, for an AA jacket. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think it's just a couple recency bias. I, I think Jordan Dawson, Errol Goulden, Zach Butters. Yeah, it's easy to say now. It's easy to say yeah. now. No, yeah, n- next Prediction we had was the best trade pickup. Zach, you went with Dunks. Dunks. Dunkley. Yeah, I don't know. I th- still think it's a good trade. I think yeah. they're possibly been better, like Tim Taranto, which you went with. Yeah, I did go Tim too. He's been good for Brisbane. I uh, still so he could show a little more. I think he's been really good the last yeah. couple of weeks, especially. Yeah. But you want him to play good the whole yeah. season with that pickup. Yeah, Denny. Yeah, Not a great call here. Gunston yeah. is, just hasn't found it with Brisbane. It takes a while for a player like him um, who's so focused on leading up to the ball and getting it delivered right to him. He's not just one of those players that will go crash a pack and take yeah. a contested mark. Um, and uh, he needs like Neil and Dunkley lowering their eyes and looking at him and because of that... He's only kicked, I think, 11 goals mm. in as many games. Yeah, was not good against Hawthorne in his own mm. cup. Had six touches. Had had um, Ollie Platter saying, did he get booed? <laughs> First of all, he's a three-time premiership player. Yeah. Never get booed. Second of all, he didn't get the ball, so yeah. he wouldn't know. Yeah, I think Gunston, not, you know, not a great call there from D, but he's he's a systematic player and and he worked really well. It's not a knock on him. It's not a knock on him. He worked really well with, you know, Ruffhead and, and Franklin and, and Lewis, you know, in the later stages. But I'm sure if, you know, give it maybe another, give it to the end of the season and he could be working really well with, with the two big boys in Hipwood and Danaher. For sure. And obviously I went with Tim Taranto. I think I win this prediction. He's having some sort of season, especially the last few weeks. Brownlow fancy, all Australian fancy, and probably the best pickup at the moment. Kai, would you disagree? Uh, no, no, I agree with you. I probably at the start of the year would have also gone Gunston as the best trade. Not only, well, obviously, I don't know why Dean said that, but obviously what he provides on the field as another forward option. But I think the reason why I would have said, what? The reason what did I say? No, like, as in, like, I'm not sure why you chose him as the best trade. Uh. But what I'm saying is that. I think he could have been the best trade at the start of the year because of the way he could have benefited Danaher and he put off the field as well. Um, I feel like 
it was a bit chaotic. Their goal kicking, their leading, it felt like they really didn't know what they were doing. And Gunson being as good as he is, I thought really could have led the way for those two guys and really could have helped shape that um, Brisbane forward line to be more cohesive. Um, but, yeah, obviously not turned out to be the way we thought. Um, but, yeah, probably Tim Taranto yeah. for now. Yeah, you know, you speak about, you know, Dee's bias, Brody likes to talk about a lot, but... Dini, you've gone for Gunson, the ex-Hawk. You've gone for Cam McKenzie in uh, your rising star. You went for Josh Ward last year as well in your rising star. So question marks have to be you know, directed at you, I reckon. I, I don't think you can be talking. <laughs> I think I think I can be talking. If Hawthorne were playing, like if Hawthorne were a top four side, Dean would be you know, just as biased. I don't, I don't know yeah, about that. You'd be, you'd be as, as biased centric. as Dean if these were a bottom four side. Well, not really. In 2019, when we were a bottom four side, I, you know, I wasn't really didn't have much to hang on to. You know, we it's a bit different because we, you know, had a ex- reasonably experienced list, and you guys are really young. So, anyway, don't worry, don't worry. I'm fine. You know, I like when people get passionate about their own teams. It's good. That's what footy is. That's what footy supporters are. That's what we love. Our next prediction was the top four. Zachy's done pretty well here. You we went Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Collingwood. We got three out of four in there. Sydney. Not many really predicted them to fall off, and they've had a lot of injuries. So, but did anyone predict Port? I don't think so. No one predicted yeah, Port. So we all had Brisbane as our you minor premiers. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like no it's pretty Port. good because I don't I don't see a lot of people predicting Port to be in a top four by this stage in the season. Yeah, Dean went Brisbane, Melbourne, Geelong, and Frio. Geelong, Frio. Yeah, pop, I never I really backed wrong. Frio. Who's uh, top four? Frio are coming. They did lose to Richmond. They could sneak into finals, not top four. Geelong won't make top four. And Brisbane and Melbourne Brisbane should. Brisbane and Melbourne should, yeah. Yeah, I went Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Carlton, and... Wow. There it um, is. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's like, two bad calls. It, well, well, you had yeah. Hawthorne as a wooden spoon. Oh, it's not a bad call, but I'm really sorry. Like, my first cousins are Carlton supporters, and I, I told them, uh, you know, one shop is dinner... The season, I was like, you know, you got a sneaky feeling Carlton could win the flag this year, and that instilled them with hope. They haven't been able to embrace the hope, and they 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 come to me every week when they lose at like Chase. You know, you you know, why did you do that to me? So, I'm really sorry, Carlton. We just talked about them for like ten minutes. There's nothing really much else to say. Sydney again, unprecedented. Their drop off. So, not not too not terrible calls. Only Zach had Collingwood in the top four, which is interesting. Uh, I would have had them. As you well. would have had them top four? Yeah, I would have had Collingwood, Melbourne, Brisbane, Geelong. Okay, yeah. sure. Thanks yeah. for asking. Who do you think sure. you are, LeBron, with the predictions? Nice. <laughs> 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 um, is this the last one? Oh, yeah, we, we had a big call. So, Wooden Spoon, Zach and Dean again, and Unison went the Weagles. Look at that. Bang. <laughs> yeah, that's that's 138% true. Take me through yours, Chase. So, I went Hawthorne. Chase. And... Don't even say, oh, Chase is a bad call because, Dean, I can recall uh, on one of our chats that you said, we've already got Harley Reid. So <laughs> you expected Hawthorne to do... <laughs> you already expected Hawthorne to finish last and that is not a terrible call. West Coast have had you know quite a few injuries and if you put a fully fit West Coast side against a fully fit West Hawthorne side, sorry, West Coast would come out on top in my opinion. But I think Hawthorne have the worst list in the comp. Not wow. like right, as of right now. As of right now. I'm not not not, de- not demographically, not demographically, but like right now, like ability wise, right now, I think Hawthorne have the worst list. Well, saying that, oh, a fully fit West Coast would beat Hawthorne, yes, but you know that going into the season, if you have a lot of older players like West Coast, True. that they're not going to be fully fit. True. It's just, uh, yeah, and yeah. Hawthorne's just one of those teams. Like even we when just, they're bad, they yeah. just they always manage yeah. these wins. So. Yeah, and like we're not bad. <laughs> now, now, obviously, we have learned other players in this draft pool. I think we all just got a bit of excitement towards Harley Reid, but uh, wins. I'd much rather take wins. Anyway yeah, that we it's it's it means so much more for yeah for, uh, for the young guys as well. We we have the players. Yeah, I don't think we have that. Uh, I just will bring you back. You guys are still third last, correct? We're two points behind Carlton. Yeah, two uh, points. We, I mean, we lost. We should have beaten Adelaide and the Giants. Yeah, should have been. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the should have. Yeah, we should. Don't like the should have. Don't like the shag should have. Uh, and we. <laughs> this is where it gets really, really Why? bad. This is where it gets really, really bad. Uh, we made a big call, and you know, big calls they're meant to be unpopular. They're meant to be against the grain, as Dan Russell would say. But Zaki, you got bullied for yours. 
And Dean and I have made some pretty bad calls too and have not copped the same criticism because they did not get posted to TikTok. But <laughs> Lucky, t- take us through how your prediction's going. Look, start of the season, average Hawks fan. Like I'm average I'm ex- zesty Hawks fan. Oh. Hey, this is not the average fan. This is complete bias from you. Stare the barrel down of the camera and say you're sorry because this was a shocking I call. am not sorry. You look at the start of the season. Our list is young, but it's so good. No, enough. Listen, we played like we played against Brisbane. We played that for 24 rounds. We are making the top eight. Yeah, but you're not going to play like that for 24 rounds. But I'm saying we could. We <laughs> no, we can't. Good. It takes so much out of the team. I also think just like give us Tom Mitchell back and I still think would be higher. Well, you knew Tom Mitchell was gone, so <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, Danny? Honestly, Chase, your call could be worse. I, That's no. three in a row for uh, you, mate. That Chase's call could be worse. You go through yours. Yeah, so I went uh, Ken Hinckley to be sacked by round 15, and it was actually not looking too bad at round three when Port Adelaide were, were two and one, or uh, one and two, sorry. Uh, that's definitely not going to happen given it's round 13, and they've just won 10 in a row. So it would take probably two 150-point losses for that to even be considered. Yeah, look, Port. I didn't. I didn't expect this from them. You know, I. I've always said that Port are pretenders. Still do think that they are pretenders. You know, they. They've choked twice in finals, having home prelim finals. So, I kind of expect that to happen again. To be honest, with Melbourne and Collingwood on the rise. Look, it's a terrible call. I'm sorry. I own it. Port fans, you probably don't listen to this. I'm sorry. It, we'll get to mine, but if we were to. Put yours two next to each other and try and quantify it. Say Hawthorne top eight, we'd need to finish eighth. Let's be generous. Yeah. What would Port have to be after round 15 for Hinkley to be sacked? I think they'd have to be bottom bottom eight, like anywhere outside the top ten. So 11th? Their, their expectation was finals. If they didn't make finals, Hinkley would be so sacked. So 11th, Hinkley could be so sacked. As of right now. Yeah. So where are Port right now? Second. The second. Second. So nine off 11. Yeah. Where are Hawthorne? 16. That's eight off the top yeah. eight. Which wow. Means yeah, but it's chase. not like that. It's not yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, obviously. No, I'm just fond of like Just that. a bit of fun. And I said Norton yeah, to become a <laughs> premier back. In which, so Luke Beveridge has heavily refuted this claim that Norton needs to be sent to the back line. But Beveridge needs to have a look. This is three weeks in a row of the dogs losing. and The, the dogs don't get talked about enough because you're looking at Carlton with the, one of the best lists stuffing it up. Bulldogs are stuffing this list up. They've got stars left, right and centre. Norton is one of them. They've got an abundance of key forwards. I think they should try it. I don't see the harm in trying it. What are they going to do? Just keep him forward and keep losing? Especially given... Um I feel as if their key position defenders is probably their weakest link. Um, yeah, look, they dropped Gardner they, and O'Brien on like, the weekend. Or yeah, something. I was just having a look at their list, and like for me, you know, you have twenty-two guys in a field. Seventy-five to eighty percent of those guys are stars, like elite footballers. Like you've maybe got six to seven guys that are schleppers, we call them. Um, <laughs> and I just think that they have. You've got Jamara and Norton and. You know, you've got all the midfielders. You've got Bailey Dale, Caleb Daniel. You've just got everybody. And then you've got Josh Bruce, Alex Keith. I don't rate Jones too highly. Is good. Jones is good, but you need, you know, if you throw Norton Baum back, now you've got two key position forwards, two key position defenders. If it works out, um, it could work out really well. So, yeah, I agree. You may as well give it a crack. Yeah. Yeah. You look, this podcast. Usually we had Kai with us. We've thrown him down back. Yeah, he's thrown him yeah. down he's back. providing yeah, the goods. Yeah. And how good is he? Quite painful, but that's all right. <laughs> what I found interesting was Rory Lobb playing at, on the wing. That was like, Rory Lobb is not a winger. He's a stay-at-home football. It's the number seven. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't fit number seven either. We actually had another prediction, obviously. The big one, the premiership. And Dean and I have gone Melbourne. Zachy's gone Brisbane. Still all possibilities on the table there. Kai, who, would, who did you go for? Do you know? Yeah, Collingwood. Really? You went for Collingwood? Yeah, At I the start of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, did, sure. did you have any witnesses? <laughs> Maybe my brother. Surely you say like some... No. Are we making changes, anyone? Man, a few words. Because I'm not. Uh, I'll stick by it. I'll stick by it. Why not? And you're going to stick by it too? Actually, no. Uh, I don't know yeah. who I'm going to change it to, but I don't see Brisbane winning if it's at you the You have G. to change it then. It's going to be the G. You uh, think Brisbane are going to win? I'll, the I'll change. I'll change it to Collingwood. I'll join you there. Okay. I don't. I don't think they could win. If it's at the Gabba, yeah, maybe they could. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right, 
And from the fans, we had a couple questions. Uh, Sushi <laughs> says, uh, Carlton support. At this point, I'm just scared that Carlton will lose against West Coast in round 19. That would be crazy. If they lose to West Coast... Where's the game at Marvel? Harley Reid Cup. It would be at Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that is borderline Harley Reid Cup. There's been a lot of Harley Reid Cups, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah they it, have. it keeps changing. Yeah. So she... You're not wrong. Like, you should be scared. That that's I don't see, like, Colton being able to win a game at the moment. They can't they play score. play Gold Coast on Sunday. Who are you tipping? Gold Coast. We'll get to that later, but Gold Coast. Where are they playing? The G. In the General Grange Cup. Um, G. Corey, this is an interesting question. He said, what does the future of Dawson Toss look like? Now, I don't know if he's talking about long-term, short-term, but we are going away it's very soon, in a couple of weeks, so we won't be able to do our regular podcast, but we're looking to, to whip up some, you know, some special European content, so look out for that. And in terms of the long-term, I'm not sure. You know, we, we, we like to gather every week and talk footy because we love it. Not sure exactly what the long term looks like, but you know we'll just continue to can do this on a weekly basis if we can, and we just have fun, you know, because we like it. Yep, nice. And Benji asks if Geelong win, can they make a comeback for the season? Who's Benji? Stiglitz, your co- your little cousin, yeah. Benji Stiglitz. Yeah, he's been a fan. He's oh, no, asked I a question know. the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Not, not been listening. And a hot streak. Oh, I haven't actually. Oh. It's poor by you. That's poor by Kai. Yeah, and you. Speaking of, this guy is a yeah. fraud. Is he? Does not listen. Really? Yeah, fake fan. Listen when fan. I can. Listen when I can. No, he's got, no. I'm always the first to like a post. When yeah, he's yeah, up he on is. Instagram. But hang on, hang on, hang on, Dean. He's. Okay. It's a huge week for Zach. Yeah. He's yeah. got other priorities. True, true. We haven't true, mentioned true. it, but it is his rite of passage, his bar mitzvah <laughs> this week. So it's a big week for Zach. I just want to ask, how are you feeling? You know, I'm feeling ready. Good, good. good. I'm proud it's of good. you. Oh, I'm really proud of you. Show off. Yeah, show off. Up off. <laughs> yeah, okay. So back to the question If Geelong can win Can they make a comeback <laughs> Does that mean Geelong like If they beat the, Who are they playing? Port Adelaide If they beat yeah. Port Away I They're, they're so. on And they get players back So yeah. Not Cam Guthrie Where's Cam Guthrie? Is he Where's found? Has he been found? So he has been found uh, But he's got surgery And he's out for the year So Yeah right okay Not great results hence for me And my fantasy team Hence everybody For a midfielder Yeah hence hence Hopefully Tuck Miller comes back soon And Zaki Best slider of all time I think it's a pretty easy, easy question. Slider in big freeze. Oh, nice. Nick Rewalt has to be. Cyril Mercury whipping something out of his. Sean Burgoyne's face, Dean. When Sean Burgoyne's face, that was hilarious. Chris Fagan's hammy. Yeah, no, that's actually a shout. That is a shout, Chris Fagan's hammy. Class. Rewalt got the hands up and about. Yeah, I just said Rewalt. Come on, buddy, you gotta listen. Yeah. I liked when Abby Holmes went to his dipper. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. We we love it. Yeah, yeah. Does it the stain? Let's go now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna go last. Can I? Got a big one. Can I kick us off? Yeah, you can kick us off, Zaki. Going to King's birthday at the G. My disdain is Melbourne and Collingwood fans not cracking ninety thousand. Okay, they, they did did have a record crowd, but yeah. Interesting. It, it felt like more. Yeah, I wasn't at the game, so I can't fully comment. I'm just saying, like, I go into that game, I'm expecting the tally to be over 90,000. Do you reckon Melbourne supporters are to blame, given that yeah, they're like, always I, I to think blame Colin for... Was, yeah. Poor, Colin poor yeah, crowds. sure, it was our home game, and, you know, it is this time of the year when Melbourne supporters tend to be at the snow, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the record crowd for... for a King slash Queen's birthday game. I'll just, let's just call it Big Freeze because that's really what it should be known as. But the Dees fans came; they were loud, so I will say that, and we, we enjoyed it. Zachy, interesting to say. I'll you know I'll let you have it. Big week for you, Barmy. So I won't oh, <laughs> criticize you too much. Wow. Yeah, my disdain is the humor cluggage walk around the. G G yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to get that one out. Yeah, well, I wasn't quite sure if my understanding was actually the suspension or the lap of honour. Yeah. Human Clarkage gets tackled, gets knocked out, motionless, scary sights. Stretcher comes onto the ground, rightly so. They ask him to get on it. He gets up, can walk off. Hughes on the wing that's not closest to the bench, so the other wing, and instead of just walking straight down to the bench to exit through the... I don't know what you call it. The, the gates? Yeah, you need to go through the gates to get off. He goes straight off the pitch on the wing and then walks around 
the other side till he gets to the bench for the umpires to resume play. Now, there are two options. If Hugh McCluggage has to be off the ground completely for them to resume, why doesn't he just walk straight, walk on the field where fans don't have to clap for him when the guy's concussed walking around the G? Or why can't he just go off and they can resume play and bring someone else on? What do you, like, yeah. I don't see how... They stop the game anyway. So if they're no, going to stop so the game, he may as well just walk through the middle yeah. of the ground. The rule is there's like there's two little gates and for a substitute to be made, you need to go through them. So he can go on to the boundary, but that's not... They can't bring anyone on. So they could have played 17 on 18, but they didn't, which is the, the, There should be an exemption for someone who's yeah, knocked 100%. out. That you can just sub. Like Common sense should prevail 100%. here. Um, my disdain is Marlon Pickett. Obviously, uh, mm, unfortunate circumstances story. for him. Um, before he was given his opportunity in 2019 to debut for Richmond, obviously he was previously in jail. He's got four kids, a family, I'm assuming a wife or a partner. My disdain is, is his actions. Uh, why, why did he do what he did in the summer? I mean, we obviously don't know. No one knows his circumstance, but I just feel like you've been to jail before. You know what's happened. You you know you you've been gifted a new opportunity, a new life, and uh, I'm disappointed for him that he's gone back to his own ways and you know put his family and his reputation and potentially his future in harm's way. Okay, my understanding now. Just before we recorded the podcast, Dan Butler has gotten off with his wow. suspension. Fully off. Wow, has he? He's taking a seat, Kai. Has he? Has he been let off? Yeah, he's been let off. He's been let off. Wow. However, nonetheless, the game is cooked. 3.0. Dan Butler should never have gotten a week for this. And this is lazy, lazy work by Michael Christian and the MRO. I'm sorry. This is a football act. And if you're just going to say, oh, someone gets suspended, someone gets taken off for a head injury, it's a a suspension straight away. That is lazy. That is lazy. That is isn't. You've got no common sense and no just know-how about the game and what AFL is. Like, are you being serious? Obviously, players are going to hit their head, and we know, you know, you can't sing tackle, you can't dump. Dan Butler is t- t- tackling Nick Balecki. He's coming from behind. It's a chase-down tackle. That is a spectacle of our game that is unique that every fan loves, the chase-down tackle. It's cl- it's momentum. All it is is momentum that takes Blakey down. He doesn't dump him. He doesn't push him in the back. And I'm asking, what else should Dan Butler have done in that situation? Seriously. Can anyone, like, what else should he have done? No, nothing that's exactly what you get taught. That's a perfect tackle. He's pinned the arms. He's not gone high. He's not gone low. He's not gone in the back. He's not dumped him. He has... He ha- Beliki and him falls to the ground simply due to momentum, simply due to physics. It's... I just... I really can't wrap my head around it. And it's really, really frustrating for the fans. And like I said a couple of weeks ago... There is no communication from the AFL to the players and the fans as to what's happening. You know, we had Brad Scott before he was uh, last year before he was coaching. You know, be the spokesman for the AFL. We don't have anyone in his role at the moment. How are we just changing it on the go without anyone knowing what's happening? It doesn't make sense. I, I, I know people are like saying like, oh, "What's happening? What's happening?" I'm dead serious. What is happening? Like, why is no one, no one taking uh, accountability for for this all these suspensions? Seriously, it's a big problem. Like, yeah. Because at the moment, the Brownlow is going to be a last man standing event. <laughs> You're right. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, you know, it's the con- you know, top couple players, you know, are still, still eligible to, to win it. But it's just really stupid. It's, it's getting out of hand and fans are confused. Players are confused. And this isn't what we want. This, you don't want our best players missing games. It's just stupid. Like, this is a contact sport. Like, yeah. these players... These athletes work on their body every single day to be able to be in shape, to absorb contact, Mm. to play a physical sport. And all of a sudden, we're trying to eliminate this physicality out of the sport. Like, it's just not possible. You have a physical sport. These guys are going to get knocked. They're going to get their heads knocked. They're going to get all parts of their body knocked. And to just rule a guy out because someone's accidentally hit their head in a contact sport is just absurd. Like... It's, it's all part of the game. I agree. If you sling, if you bump, if you, you know, dump their head into the ground, free kick, suspension. But to rule a player out every single time someone hits their head on the ground is just, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're completely right, Chase. It's absolutely nonsensical. And they need to come out, make a statement, set the precedent. At the moment, this is more than just a grey area. This is dark, light, grey, all the tones, <laughs> all the shades. There's just no rulings. Like, give us some clarity. And we're going to be watching the brown, though, and every second player is going to have that red yeah, X next I to know. his name. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Dermot Brereton here. Like, you're a young, you're a coach teaching a young kid how to tackle. What What are you doing? Like, how are you going to teach them how to do a rundown tackle? Because that's, like, the ideal rundown tackle that Butler does. Like, what can he do that's differently that's not going to get him weak? So, like, what are you going to teach them? Yeah, it's just a rhetorical question at the moment because I can't answer it. I can't answer it. Dean can't. Kai can't. Yeah, thanks, Even, Derm. The, even, even <laughs> the footy, the, you know, coaches probably can't it's answer that Kai. question at the moment. <laughs> Kai is just, like, moving around the back. Sorry, I don't know. sorry, sorry. My <laughs> neck's getting a bit of pain, but not as much pain as your back, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, get us some Voltaire. Yeah. yeah. Ah. No, nah, it's, it's all good. Uh, stocks. Let's go. It's getting harder now every week every, to, you know, invest. Uh I don't know what I'm going to invest in yet. No, no. I'll, I'll <laughs> kick us off. Kai, I've actually joined you with your investment in Mitchell Lewis, Twinner Coleman in the next three years. Good. Yep. Just saw that from you. Saw you're on the show. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll join and I won't sell. Nice. Yeah. I am buying, it's an obvious one, but I am buying Cal Toomey. Stocks. Nice. Well, I'm Why buy- that? I am buying him because the draft is coming up. The prospects are showing up now. He's going to go... And he's going to do like, oh, who's going to be pick one? Who's going to be pick two? This is why they're going to be where they are. And like, he's going to get talked about <laughs> more. So like, it's a perfect time to pick him. That's like buying Mariah Carey right before Christmas. Obviously, she's going to pop off and the stocks are going to go up. Oh yeah, you're And it will go up a little bit and then it will start to go down. And that's when I sell it. Then I Dean just said something weird about Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it's like buying Mariah Carey right before Christmas because... She's always in December, her banger. Like yeah, but, all yeah. for but you know that. So pop why? Yeah, you know the draft is then he'll pop off. It's So he will pop off. Yeah, but every year Cal is getting bigger and bigger, in my opinion. Like He is. I think... Get him, get him, get him. I think Cal, maybe you'll be able to gain some profits. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. You'll gain some profits if, he, if his draft song is as good as last year, of course. Yeah. And if his... Content for the draft is where it's at. Yeah. Because he's penciled in to have airtime. Yeah. And to be given that. But yeah, where, where, where is Kai? Kai Stocks. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I'm just going to reinvest some stocks in uh, my main man, Mitchell Lewis. Again. Well, Coleman. there is a lot of money going into it. Next uh, three years, yep. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I'm not. They're both same stocks? Yep. Yeah. I honestly have no idea what to buy, but I am selling the Mason Cox stocks. Uh, and Mason Cox, what are you doing, bro? You're trying to talk up Petrarca after the game. The game's done, buddy. So well, he's buddied him. Yeah, <laughs> champ. <laughs> nah, but Mason Cox, like, usually plays well against Melbourne. Was a pretty quiet kick, one goal. But I just thought it wasn't a great look. He went to, he, like, Gorn was trying to split Petrarca and him up, and he pushed Gorn out of the way. Yeah. I'm like, you're pushing six all Australians over there. Like, chill, buddy, you know. You haven't won anything. That's, that's the premiership like, captain, Norm Smith Metal, you're talking to. So, chill. Uh, that's not what I'm saying though. That was my stocks. I don't have anything to buy. For the first time, I am lost. I don't know what to buy. That's all right. Like I could, I could don't, buy don't like force yeah, it. I could buy just more Melbourne players, but I don't want to. So that's stocks. We'll go into cups and tips. I don't have my phone because oh, it's mine. the fourth phone recording. Okay, okay, Cups and tips. Cups and tips. Cups and tips. Cups and tips. All right. That's the jingle. Actually, no, we had the. Um, the get get the jingle. Okay. Get some jingles, get some okay. jingles. Kai, are you going to go through this? Yep, sure. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Port Adelaide Power against the Geelong Cats. Um, oh. Wait, is it too Ooh. late to sell something? Francis Evans Cup. Yeah, 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 Frank. Francis Evans. Francis Evans Cup. There's definitely another one that I can't think of at, at this moment. Oh, see if you might like Cup. Good, good. Nice. Port. Port what? crumb. Port, port. <laughs> I'm waiting for you. Yeah. Who do you I, I don't it? know. No. Well, I just guess. Just, it's quick tips. Who tip, do you think's gonna win? Oh, who do you think's gonna win? <laughs> yeah. Geelong. No, quick. Port. Oh Port. All right. Oh, we'll all around the board. Brisbane, Sydney. Sydney. No, it's not a Brisbane, Sydney. Do these teams ever play each other? Uh, yeah. I I can't like this is, isn't a t- a game that like I can remember. 
generally I can't think of any. No, I'm I'm lost. No, there is. There is. No, I can't remember. Like, do you know like? Any no, 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 no. I don't have a clue. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go tips because Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane. Sydney. Okay. Matt DeBoer. GWS Fremantle. Matt DeBoer Cup. Jesse Hogan Cup. Rory Lobb Cup. Tendai Mazongo. Cup. That's good. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Did you say Rory Lobb? I did. Yep. Rory Lobb. GWS. Fremantle. GWS. Back on back on the Freo watch. Giants <laughs> made a different face every time. Yeah, Giants different face, different position. Richmond St Kilda is it still Richmond St Kilda? Butler, Butler, Butler. Maddie's game. I hope Maddie's game. Yeah, Butler Cup. Butler, Butler, Butler. Maverick Weller Cup. Yeah, nice. The Rewalts. You will. I, I rate uh, that. City, that there's St. another Kilda one. Jersey, the I feel one. like there's another one, Dean. Yes, there is. Yeah, Matthew Parker, Mustard Darden. Good, good. Nice chase. Good, good. Um, Matthew Parker. Don't you dare tip St Kilda. It yeah, is no, Cochin's two fiftieth. Is it? Oh, they're not going to lose St. Kilda. this game. St Kilda. Richmond. Yeah, what? Yep. Why are you more boys. confident? For Saturday night. Please. Richmond. Richmond. St Kilda, my boys. Richmond. Here we go. Carlton. Gold Coast. I said it before, but Daniel Gorringe Cup. Gorringe. Jack, Jack Martin Cup. Levi Casbolt Cup. Christian Jack. I don't know who he went to, but there's another one, like one of the Garlets. One or of the one Jacks. Of, one of the Garlets. That's a person. Jack. Um, Christian Jacks. I know who. Yeah, no, nah, wrong. He's GWS Carlton. Gold Coast Carlton. There's another there one. There's another one. There was there's this another guy, one. but whatever. Nick Holman? Nick Holman. Cup. Well done. Good one. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Wow. No, you cannot tip them. I, I don't actually think I'm able to tip I, Carlton. I don't think I'm ever going to tip them again. Oh, against West Coast. Uh, I don't, I that, that'll be hard. That'll they be a tough yeah, thing I can't. I mean, uh, I'm, that, I'm that far Preston behind. Coast. I may as well. But yeah. yeah. Gold Coast. North V Bulldogs. North Doggy Doggies. Nathan Rovat Cup. Good. Yeah. Who? I'm good. I know. I know. Nathan Rovat Cup. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sean Higgins. Good. Nathan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Wait. Ryan, Ryan Griffin didn't play for North. North. Who's did, Nathan did Griffin? <laughs> I meant Ryan Griffin. But he didn't play for North. Okay, never mind. Bulldogs. Never mind. Never mind. Well, uh, what? Tom Campbell. Yeah. He Nathan Kilda, Griffin. He's played for both. And he played for both. Got yeah, we've got, got a few. So, doggies mm-hmm. for me. Dogs. 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 Dogs all around to finish up. Bros and Toss, season three, episode 13. Kai, Zaki, been a pleasure. Zaki, good luck for your Thanks, bar mitzvah this week. Thank we'll you, all be watching, you. and I'm sure you Much perform to it. a very, very high level. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you later.